Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, February 4th, 2021. An unprecedented vote on Marjorie Taylor Greene's future has very tough consequences for the Republican Party. We'll discuss that, plus the path of failures for Republican leadership that got us here. And finally, House Democratic impeachment managers would like to hear from Donald Trump as a part of the impeachment trial. Today, the House voted to remove the QAnon-aligned Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments on the House Budget and Education Committees. House Democrats are taking this move to the floor for the full House of Representatives to conduct this vote after House Republicans refused to police this on their own. In fact, last night in a GOP conference meeting on the House side that went for more than four hours, Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently received a standing ovation when she said that she no longer believes in QAnon. And House Republicans saw fit to look beyond Everything she has said about conspiracy theories related to 9-11 and school shootings to actual belief in the whole QAnon crazy conspiracy theory to keep her on her committees and applauded her for saying that she no longer believes some of those things. I mean, that is quite the metric, folks, for, for these members of Congress to decide not to dole out a punishment for somebody who's actually called for violence and the killing of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, it's mind-boggling what's going on here. But I guess it shouldn't be terribly surprising because at the core, what's going on here is the Republicans quadrupling down in the House on their fealty to Donald Trump, to his supporters, no matter how far outside the mainstream they may be, no matter if some of them committed insurrection on the Capitol on January 6th. So the Democrats decided to take it upon themselves to move this to the House floor, take this vote, put Republicans on record about whether Marjorie Taylor Greene should indeed stay on these committees. For her part, the Congresswoman went to the House floor as part of the debate today about her future to try and save her position. I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and I would ask questions about them and talk about them. And that is absolutely what I regret. These were words of the past, and these things do not represent me. They do not represent my district, and they do not represent my values. That's what she regrets. There's no apology for the pain she's caused. There's no acknowledgement that chasing down David Hogg, a survivor of a school shooting at Parkland High School, is an inappropriate thing for any human being to do, never mind somebody who is now sitting in Congress and poised to be on the Education Committee. I mean, if that was a mea culpa, I don't know what an actual apology would look like from her. This is not somebody who is fit for the office that the voters in Georgia sent her to. And certainly to be sitting on these committees and having real influence and power within Congress is something that is beyond the pale for somebody who holds these views. So she's going to try real hard to give enough walkaway language to give Republicans an excuse to vote with her and try to make this as much of a partisan vote as possible. 
But do not take for one moment that Marjorie Taylor Greene has somehow abandoned all of her previous beliefs and and is seeing the light of day. I mean, that is just not a convincing argument. And by the way, the results of this vote on the House floor today, stay tuned. You're going to see it in lots of Democratic campaign ads because Democrats are so eager to paint the entire Republican Party with the Marjorie Taylor Greene brush, which is exactly, exactly why Kevin McCarthy missed his moment here. Now, here's what else matters today. When you say, you know what, I'm going to stand up and applaud for a congresswoman who says she thinks 9-11 actually happened. So instead of denying it like she has in the past, she now actually says 9-11 occurred. That is a slippery slope. You can't get that back, Kevin McCarthy. You've ceded the actual moral high ground. You've just given up on it. So yes, you can rally around Liz Cheney and make sure that your conference keeps her as the number three, even though she voted against Donald Trump, that you see there's value in together saying you can vote your conscience and still be our leader. But at the same time, if you're giving a standing ovation to Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're negating that point. You think, Kevin McCarthy, that you're trying to show what a big tent the Republican Party is. I would argue if the party is a big enough tent to include Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's a problem for you politically. And so you got to look back over these last four years when Republicans chose not to isolate Donald Trump in his comments in the aftermath of the Charlottesville incident with the white supremacists and the KKK. You give a tacit acknowledgement to white supremacists that there is a place for you in the Republican Party. When, after the November election, Donald Trump is lying about the results and beginning to incite what culminates in the January 6th insurrection, when you don't turn your back on him in that moment and isolate him and make him the only person out there saying that, you say to everyone, the Republican Party is a home for conspiracy theorists. And now the same with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That is a failure of leadership. And that is why... Kevin McCarthy may have narrowly focused his efforts last night to make sure that his own conference didn't blow up, but he sent his party overall down the road of perhaps being able to win a congressional majority, but not winning over the American people at large. And finally today, the House impeachment managers, the nine Democrats prosecuting the case against Donald Trump for that insurrection in the impeachment trial set to take place next week, they have sent a letter requesting former President Donald Trump's testimony in the impeachment trial. In the letter that lead impeachment manager Congressman Jamie Raskin uh, sent to Donald Trump, he wrote, quote, Two days ago, you filed an answer in which you denied many factual allegations set forth in the article of impeachment. In light of your disputing these factual allegations, I write to invite you to provide testimony under oath, either before or during the Senate impeachment trial concerning your conduct on January 6th, 2021. Guess what? This is not likely to be well-received by Trump world. And these impeachment managers are also, of course, seizing on the argument that Republicans are making that the trial is not even constitutional because he's no longer president as the very reason that Donald Trump should be available to testify. Now, of course, that leaves the big question. Will the impeachment managers then actually subpoena Donald Trump and compel him to testify That would be a big stakes gamble in a trial that Democrats are trying to limit in terms of the length of time it takes to complete. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.